Well, hello everybody out there in music video land. Uh, that's my line. I get old timey DJ. Uh, welcome to the music video land podcast. Uh, the this weekend music video roundup. Uh, my name is Adam Fairholm of imvdb.com. This podcast is brought to you by imvdb, the internet music video database. Uh, with me, as usual, is Mr. Douglas Klinger um, in an undisclosed uh, location with palm trees. Doug, how are you? Doing super good, Adam. Palm treeing it up. Palm treeing it. And then we have uh, um, Mr. Adam Alexander, also in an undisclosed location with Tim Hortons. Uh, Adam, how are you? Of and and might I add snow and I'm well. We had snow today. No so, way. No, wow. There's no no palm trees. That's so different. We have so many different climates here. Um and I should also add that Adam is of uh, Fringe Music Fix. Uh um which you can find at fringemusicfix.com. Um and uh, we're all here to talk about uh this week in music videos. Uh, this is t- uh, Thursday, November 7th, so we're talking about the first week in November. We're really getting the slow time, guys. This is the slow time. Um, like we we mentioned, October was a... We actually just sent our, like, you know, kind of did an October roundup internally uh, earlier this week, and there was like 500 music videos uh, uh, released. I think the, the number one was um, Pour It Up by Rihanna, directed by Rihanna. Um, and, uh, you know, November's looking to say shaped up to be a pretty slow month so far, but one item or one event that has happened that kind of kicked off November that I think we should definitely spend a little bit of time talking about, you know what I'm talking about, it's the first YouTube Music Awards. Hands up for people who watch the the uh, YouTube Music Awards. My hands are up. As well as mine. The, this was an event that, uh, in the top 15, I think, uh, that accounts for almost all of the music videos um, that were in the uh, music vi- MT- or, sorry, YouTube Music Awards. Oh, all of them are in the top 15? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Um, definitely Arcade Fire and, and Eminem are in there, as well as the Avicii uh, little medley they have in there. Um, uh, and, and, so, and then those are in the top 10, and then you got Earl and... MIA up in the top 15. Did we even add the uh, um, did, we, did we even add the, the Lady Gaga one to the database? Um, I don't think so. I had a problem with that one as well. Well, Lindsay Sterling is uh, crystallized, is, is sitting at number 11 right now. Um, but we should talk a little bit about what the concept of this show was and, and its failures and its successes because you know, you know, like we all know uh, the there are a lot of award shows, the Grammys, the MTV, VMAs, <clears throat> and those kind of follow the same format. They're on a stage um, in some sort of, you know, performance hall, and they have performances, and they have awards, and they have little skits sometimes, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're, although they may have, you know, interesting moments like the whole Miley Cyrus, uh, Robin Thicke thing from the last years or, or a few months ago with the VMAs, they pretty much follow the same kind of uh, formula. So the MTV or the YouTube uh, Music Awards had a few interesting things that they decided they were going to do, and they kind of build this as a really different event. One of them, which was the most interesting to us, was the concept of a live music video. And the idea behind the live music video is that 
they would have actual like directors attached to them. Usually, you know, there are people who are in charge of different performances, and these performances can get really ornate in different, you know, uh, award shows. But and also, it's typically music video production companies that are uh, involved in the recreations. You know, for example, Black Dog um, was uh, involved heavily in recreating the Miley Cyrus Robin Thicke performance at the VMAs. That's true, and uh, so this time. These were actually kind of billed as, well, live music videos, but they also had really, you know, well-known music video directors attached to them. Um, even for, like, the Lindsey Sterling Crystallized video, um, I was really uh, happy to see Ray Tintori, who is a great music video director, um, helping. They didn't really call them directors. They kind of alternated between, like, orchestrated by and created by. Um, but a few... some, got, some got a director credit. Yeah, they, they really changed the arc- it. The Arcade Fire one did. Did it? Okay, and that was Spike Jones, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Arcade Fire one did. I think. I think Sasquatch did. A couple of them were did get directed by, and then I, I think the Eminem one might have gotten directed by too. But anyway, um, uh, like you mentioned, they they were they were definitely a lot more complex video wise than than the standard VMA performances, which is just normally just like kind of a you know the same cameras that they're shooting the show with whereas these these were like there were camera movements and and the and the camera placement was something that was obviously very part of the plan part of the plan was the the camera movements and stuff particularly in the um in the M&M one and in the Arcade Fire one which where the camera movement was very important to the narrative and the and the concept of the video and even for the for the Sasquatch by Earl Swe- Earl Sweatshirt featuring uh, Tyler the Creator, um, the director credit was uh, Wolf Haley, which is uh, Tyler the Creator's director moniker. So they even went you know that far. And now, so this this kind of created a problem for us because one of our um, things in the rules there, which we've had to kind of bend as as we see fit, is uh, the live performance aspect. Um, we've regularly rejected videos for being live performances. But I, you know, we kind of felt like this was being specifically called out as official videos, um, and you know, I'm not even sure going forward if Arcade Fire, like Earl Sweatshirt, are going to use these as official videos. Um, but they definitely were released, and but they were not released on their individual Vivo accounts, for instance. They were just released on a kind of a, a one main, uh, you know, MTV or Jesus. Why do I keep doing that? Uh, YouTube <laughs> Music Award account. So this was this was like the the like a perfect storm of being tricky for us, and we decided to put them in the database anyway. Yeah, I think, and and, and I think it was uh, obviously the right call. I was in, in, involved decision to put them in there. I I I would call these, you know, particularly the Arcade Fire one. And, uh, and yeah. the MIA one, and the and the, and the, even the Eminem one, I think, you know, because the, there are such things as a live music video, and there have been examples of them. Um, uh, like, what was the um, what's the Jay Z and Kanye West song? Um, is that is that N words in Paris? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. N words in Paris. Uh, um, uh, it was a live music video. There are music videos with live performances in them that are still official music videos. I think the the ones that you're talking about that we typically reject are more like people just filming live performances, you know, not music videos. But these these are music videos, you know, with a with a lot of them with a, a, a narrative or a 
um, kind of a visual kind of style or gimmick to them. It wasn't just like a over the top live performance that was filmed. It was it you know they had they had goals to make kind of a, a complete piece with these and they and they I actually personally think that they are better as standalone pieces on YouTube instead of as pieces part like that were part of that messy ridiculous award show because I feel like um like when I was watching the award show it had a, a very interesting kind of like pre-show attached to it and then it was like kind of a cool little like live performance with Reggie Watts and Jason Schwartzman and then they went right into that arcade fire video uh, which with directed by Spike Jones and, and featuring Greta Gerwig and I was like holy shit this is going to be so awesome I'm so stoked this is going to be amazing and then they cut cut immediately to Schwartzman and Reggie Watts again and they have no script and they're just umming and and ad-libbing their way through the nonsense and I'm and it was just like immediate drop off for that me. Sounds familiar umming and <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was. That's what it was, man. That's 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 what they do. They were they were on the the IVDB podcast level of of um of preparedness because they were they just like it was just nonsense. It was nonsense and it like they were set up to look like idiots, Schwartzman and Reggie Watts were, because despite being like Reggie Watts, pretty much his whole act is improvised music. Like you can't you can't host a show without direction because things happen. And what ended up happening was just like a dude kept walking up to them, like being like, oh, "Okay, it's gonna be this now," and then they would just repeat what that weird dude said. Like he was like breaking out ladders and stuff for them. They were climbing over walls. Rashida Jones literally just randomly handed them babies. Like it was, it was, it was very strange. Like you can tell they were, it, the award show itself was trying to be strange, and I, I think that that confusion took away from these performances, which ended up being, you know, like incredibly well planned and well executed live music videos. Um, you know, I, I just think that I just think the show itself kind of kind of sandbagged the presentation of those videos, and so therefore, once they once they kind of hit YouTube as standalone pieces, I think uh, I think they actually improved. Yeah, I agree. I I think they were probably just um, you know hoping that if the ingredients were right for the show, that something cool would just emerge they had spike jones and like all these great directors were all on board and and the hosts like they're cool hosts that all sounded good on paper but then you're right without the direction it didn't really emerge into much well they made <clears throat> excuse me they made so much out of the uh the no script thing and you yeah. can tell that you know and i've <clears throat> I have uh, flown with no script on sort of uh, uh, much lower scales. Like, let's say you're doing like a, I don't know, presentation or something like that in school or whatever, back in, you know, college or whatever. And you're like, you know what, I have a feeling like this could either go really bad or I could just get in a groove and we could just be like flying. And then, you know, most of the time, you know, you get into that environment and you're like, oh, shit, like this is a complete disaster. <laughs> and you could tell like within the first 20 seconds or so or within the first 10 seconds, I think they just realized like, oh, shit, like we have like Jason Schwartzman and Reggie Watts had no chemistry together whatsoever. No, and, try as they might. And the, and the little, you know. The Reggie Watts little musical interludes with Jason Schwartzman on the um, the drum kit. Yeah, 
yeah, just didn't it was, work. I mean, I, I have thought to say, I, I have to say, I did like those little musical interludes. That was one of the things that, that kind of held it together for me. Besides the live music videos, I thought they sounded cool. I didn't really know that. Uh, that I don't know. I, was, I didn't mind them. I didn't mind those. Yeah, I, I think I'm with. I think I'm with Adam on those. I, I didn't mind those those little interludes either. I'm a big like Reggie Watts fan, and I don't I don't hate Jason Schwartzman the way Adam Fairholm does, and so. Um, I think I'm. I think I was okay with those, those little interludes. But like the rest of the show, pretty much like anything that wasn't those or the live music videos was just was was horrible. And and the funniest thing is like Spike Jones's fucking face at the end. It just it just to, to me seemed like he like this is exactly what Spike Jones wanted. He wanted Jason Schwartzman and Reggie Watts to not know what the fuck they were doing. He wanted people to like watch it and be like what is happening like why are there babies like just like like i I, like he just seemed he seemed really pleased at the end of the show i I don't know if you guys kind of gathered that yeah yeah but he seemed like he was like jackpot we did we did this and the weirdest like the weirdest venue like they couldn't find the presenters and they couldn't find the winners names and it was like they literally it was just this big like high school gymnasium of confusion yeah, which is weird when you think of the level of people they had for this. I mean, the, the <laughs> just scattered amidst it. <laughs> yeah, it just like now. Now we didn't add the Lady Gaga one because I, I think, and Doug and I, I think we were in agreement on this. We felt it was too much of just a live performance. Yeah, um, and, it, and that was the one that definitely said documented by also by Spike Jones and Chris Milk, which to me meant they had the cameras in their hands, <laughs> and it was just two cameras. And and Lady Gaga dressed as like a hipster, and that was it. Like that was the extent of Yeah, she was kind of hipstered out, right? She I had just flat- trailer, like a trailer park truck driver, maybe. Yeah, I went, oh. I thought the truck truck driver thing with the hat definitely. I was thinking hipster. I mean, it was flat build, and she had like a button, and her button up was the top button was button. If you've got a button up and your top button's buttoned, you're a hipster. That's hipster right there. <laughs> oh if if you're a trucker, you've got unbuttoned. And that once you've got that button, that neck button going, you're you're you're, you're hipster. And she was. Well, we, we'll we'll agree side. that she was sad. She was definitely off of her medication. She was sad. <laughs> we'll agree on that. She was she was depressed and not manic. Okay, I get it. Uh, that's like uh, that was like it's a great song too that she released that ahead of. Um, uh, Art pop being released, and I think "Dope" is a is a great recorded song. Um, I I didn't care for the live performance, but there were just um, I wanted to bring up one like my favorite moment out of all of this um, that was not one of the music videos that showed. I think the confusion of this is is uh, Taylor Swift won for some award, um, but it was it was it was award definitely for her. At her music video, I, I, I can't remember. Yeah, what that it was. made no sense. And then, yeah, and then uh, she wasn't there, obviously, um, which is weird because you know everybody else there was was kind of on the level of a Taylor Swift, but um, just like some people who covered her stuff on YouTube that like covered her 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 songs and made their own videos and put them on YouTube came up and accepted the award for her. I felt like that was kind of like a Rosetta Stone moment where it's like, oh, okay, this is where this is where YouTube is confused because they had they I mean, they had these like oh, leading up to the show there were these great little like 
10, 15 minute documentaries about like um, the one shot music video where they had like Patrick Daughters and all these other great music video directors talking about the art of the one shot music video. And, you know, this is definitely not like the typical like red carpet stuff. But then when you got into the actual thing, you know, the days on day was there. Yeah, <laughs> man. That was the moment for me, dude. I was like, it like they hit us with the with the awesome arcade fire video. And then there were there was like a bunch of weirdness. And then they're like, all right, here's our next. Here's our next act. And it was it was a, a, a medley, which right off the bat, idiots <laughs> like having a medley of any sorts like. Like, of course, like, that's an award show thing. Like, they did, a, like, Taylor or Robin Thicke did a medley. But, like, this was a medley of just, like, shit YouTube songs for the most part. <laughs> like, just not – it's not real music. And and then, yeah, Tay Zande pops out, and I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Here we are. Th- this is the YouTube I know. And, um, yeah, yeah, it was weird. It's, it's interesting, though, to see the um, – you know, like, it's interesting to see, like, what what videos – um, like which which of those videos being was the most popular? Are you guys surprised that it ended up being the Eminem one? Not really, no. Um, just because uh, Eminem has his album coming out this week or, or last week, right? I think um, it came out this week. Yeah, it, or at least it like came out to, for listen, like listening to and 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 also he like I I don't like I I was an like a pretty big Eminem fan in high school and I think like every day since then I've become less and less of an Eminem fan and like I'm I don't like this album at all don't like Rap God at all but I thought that his performance of Rap God was was actually pretty pretty great especially coming off that horrible showing on SNL where you hear his backing vocals better than you hear him like I feel like he kind of had something to prove uh which is rare for somebody at the level of Eminem. And uh, I think he actually did a, a, a pretty good job with that performance. Do you guys have an opinion on that? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I do. It's, um... It was good for live performance. Uh, like, um, I'm pretty neutral on Eminem at this point, but uh, but it was a decent performance. I'd agree with that. He seemed uh, strangely... When they when they talked to him after the performance, or or at some point later, they were they were speaking to him, and he definitely seemed uh, pretty keyed up, like unusually so. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, well, and like, his performance was late too. Like they definitely like were killing time between. Yeah, the they went back. Yeah, they he did. They went back to like uh, to some weird like playing, and then like that's it. Actually, is that when we had? That's when we had. I wanted to talk about that. The behind the scenes, quote unquote, was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys? <laughs> So good. Showed like the other cameras. No, it was. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was. That the, was so. I feel like that might have been like a way, way back pocket thing. Like we're not pulling this out unless we do, we're like hurting guys, you know. Yeah, unless Eminem doesn't come out on time. A person performance at a live show. Oh man, yeah, it, we do. Like it, it, it really like. Arcade Fire had not even left the stage, and things had started falling apart after that. After that great music video, because they even like went up and they're like, "This is live, guys!" Like it cut, it got, it got awkward immediately, and so it's great. It's great. Just coming back, one more thing I want to add to, like coming going back to what Adam was talking about the the internet phenomenon category. If I'm understanding what that was exactly, 
Uh, is it also weird that that would be the winner of that and not the Harlem Shake, which was clearly the actual YouTube phenomenon of the year? Well, what would you vote on, right? I think that category people, was... They voted on it, okay. Yeah, I think that was a fan-voted category, and so... So what was the category, though? It's, like, what video, like, kind of just blew up on YouTube and people made, like, covers of it and whatnot? Yeah. Is that what that was all about? I have no, I have no idea what any Why of the Why would categories... you vote on that? Okay. I have, <laughs> I have no idea, like, what... Because, like, music video of the year, like... Uh, <laughs> Epic Rap Battles of History was nominated. And, like, as, as cool as Epic Rap Battles of History are, and I've laughed at... Everyone I've watched, pretty much, like they do great impressions of people, um, and the, and they're pretty funny and they're creative. Like those are not music videos it, it, at all. They're they're videos with music in them, but like that's not a thing that I would ever put that we would ever put in this database, and that like any other music video news outlet would be discussing. Like those are not at all music videos, and so. Um, I don't. I don't know if YouTube is just, like, like what, what encouraged them to do that. Whether they're just like trying to give give it up to like their content creators or what. But like, it was little things like that that like made me just completely ignore like yeah. whatever awards par- portion even portion even was like that. None of the awards like I did. I give a shit about it all. And then they gave them uh, some confusion the Go ahead, Adam. Yeah, there was definitely some confusion about what they wanted this to be, whether they wanted it to be about like established artists or content creators. And if they wanted to do both, then they should have divided the categories in a clearer way to, you know, to highlight if it's a, a person that made this video or if it's like an actual artist. They didn't do that. They tried to combine it. In a little way, in kind of a way that reflects the messiness of YouTube, um, because it is uh, a messy platform um, that consists of, you know, a few different things. I mean, YouTube gets pulled in a lot of directions. In one direction, they have, uh, you know, the music videos, which are, you know, by far their biggest content, uh, you know, pieces. And, you know, the by far the biggest content pieces are the ones licensed from Vivo. But on the other hand, you know, they, they are um, very pushing very hard in the direction of, you know, the user-generated content, people creating channels and people making, you know, money off of, you know, making YouTube videos. So <clears throat> they have a few different, you know, directions that are, they're being pulled, pulled, and I think this award show kind of showcased that a little bit. So do you guys have a favorite of all the, of the live music videos? Which one's your faves? Uh, for me, it was by far Afterlife by Arcade Fire. I thought that was such like a well done video, and, and it and it even makes up for Win Butler coming and doing his little Kanye impression later in the yeah, end of the show. Yeah, that, that was bad. In the Ramones T-shirt, that was um, that was uh, that was a cringe moment for me. Um, but I thought the just the the dancing and the. <clears throat> It, it was, and it was also a moment of hope for the whole show that just kind of got shot. And and my second would definitely be um, uh, uh, Earl Sweatshirt's uh, performance. What did you guys think of the MIA one? I loved it. That would probably be my second. Yeah, that, I'm a huge fan of that track. I'm like obsessed with MIA. So, 
and just what they were able to pull off as a lot like as a live show performance like i feel like that one the arcade fire one was very complex too as far as like stage design and set yeah and like especially and like, like a single take right like that's a single yeah. take they go and there's like and then the camera pans back really long and far and like no cuts it was cool that, that arcade fire one blew me away definitely yeah, the best great. one it was great but they all really they all had something even like the you know the, this the m&m one was pretty simple like compared to the arcade fire one sure but like they still like pulled off the look that they were going for and it still like really felt like a syndrome video you know what i mean like it definitely had th- that influence there which you don't you can't really like it's not often you see a live performance at an award show and be like oh that's a that's a syndrome video you know what i mean like being able to pick out the people behind it and and have that confirmed by a chiron like it was just um yeah, I, I was impressed by pretty much all of those performances, <laughs> short of the Lady Gaga one. And so. Adam, you you say that the Arcade Fire one was your number one? Yeah, definitely. And Doug? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm going with that too. <clears throat> uh, no the, lo- I, also, the Avicii one was was off putting for me. Uh, <laughs> like I know that it, I know it was. Um, I can't think of her name right now, but the the writer of Girls is the one that scripted the the dialogue in Lena that Dunham. little one. And I do Lena love Dunham. Girls. Yeah, and I do. I do like her. I like what she does. I know she's got a huge bunch of people that don't like her as well. But I'm not on that side of it. But I just didn't feel that it. Uh, well, it wasn't a. It, that one didn't even have the feel of a music video. It was more just like a, a scene from Girls with yeah. a little bit of Avicii in the background. That one didn't work. And then they tried to throw in the choose your own adventure piece, oh and everyone God, said they should awful. die. And I was, what is happening right now? Yeah, that one, that one, that one failed. I think I preferred the Lady Gaga one to that. You know, it, yeah. it's weird I, when you can tell when you can like picture the. I hate when you can picture the, the pitch that went along with it, or like the "Won't this be cool?" kind of thing. The and and that one, the choose your adventure thing, definitely had a "Won't this be cool, guys?" kind of thing. Especially in the same with like the try to find the the winner in these cakes. Um, you know, there were a lot of moments where... It, 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 I don't know who thought that fucking shit was cool. Cakes. Uh, no, no love. Um, uh, uh, what, Doug? No, well, my shit's dumb, but since we stopped, I was just going to say, in case anyone's wondering, I'm now off the Lena Dunham train. I, I was a big girls fan in season one. No more. No more for me. No more Lena. All right. You guys. <laughs> whatever you guys uh, So I just wanted to, to um, just since... Not on any of our uh, one or two list. Uh, the, the the crystallized video by Lindsay Sterling. Just wanted to bring it up because I think it it um it may have been one of the aside from the MIA video, one of the most technically uh, ambitious Crystal ones. Right? What's that? Is she the violin? Lively? She's the violin. Yeah. yeah, and she um and I just I just wanted to bring it it up because I want to see more Ray Tintori videos. He's a fantastic director. He is. Um, the director that did a lot of the videos for the um, first uh, MGMT album, so like Electric Feel and Time mm-hmm. to Pretend and Kids, I love those videos, and uh, and I was excited to see him doing the the live video there. Um, Even so though I, she's she's a like a YouTube star as well. That was another one I was kicking around not posting because. Um, Cause it, cause she's like, she's also, you know, she's got just like a really popular YouTube channel. She kind of came up through YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. just I think like she has anything. some legitimate, no. uh, like her own actual releases now, though. Like no, she, she does, think, and that's that's yeah, why I put it. So, 
I would say she belongs. Yeah, she does. But she is like a YouTube person. Was um was uh were those guys part of the medley? Yeah, they were, right? The the dudes uh, walk off the earth. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Okay, that's it. I I don't, um, I, I don't I'm not going in with that. Now the last point I think we need to bring up with the YouTube uh music awards is their ratings because this is one of those interesting instances where we can see the ratings right there. And I think there were high hopes for the ratings because I think YouTube touted a number somewhere around the 60 million mark for the amount of votes that were tabulated. Um, not 60 million people, I believe, but just 60 million votes. Yeah. So I was, I you know, I before it, I kind of jotted down like a, like a my rough estimate. And I was like, well, they're going to crack like a million at some point, I'm sure. Um, because you can see it, the number goes up and down, so it's a really interesting watching experience. Yeah. And um, the top that I recorded was 223,000 views, which and it usually hovered around 160, 170, which I thought was obscenely low for this kind of thing, um, especially given the like level of people. If it, it was a bunch of, you know people that if, if they if like arcade fire was like the top people they got and they just like they were reaching to get that i would definitely understand that but they had you know some of the top pop stars in the world i mean you know lady gaga and uh um, you know macklemore and ryan lewis and eminem i mean it was a, it was a star-studded event and i have to feel like they the people who are i mean i feel like this is going to be a tough event to put on a second year because I don't know if, or at least if it, they can justify those, what. Yeah, I was just gonna say like getting those big names again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, if I don't know if like is Arcade Fire gonna be able to justify putting on like that live music video for uh, you know one hundred sixty thousand live views? I'm sure that yeah, they get that they they get. I mean, they're at like six six and a half um, hundred thousand. Uh, you know, a, a yeah, week, but, a weekend, but you know that would that would have done it anyway if they just made a straight video, you know. Yeah, not and and Eminem would have had ten million, you right. know, instead of two, and and they even like tried some stuff. They even changed the screen, the the thumbnail for the Eminem one to like make it seem like it might actually be a regular music video and stuff. Like they they tried to ride that Eminem wave. And um, now my question is this: for the ratings for the VMAs. Now, you might not have this answer, but for the rating for the VMAs, if 10 million people watch the VMAs, does that mean 10 million people watched the, the whole thing? Or does that mean that uh, 10 million people watched it at least one, at least like at all, like tuned into the channel for five minutes? Um, you know, because the, because the audience could have been renewing um, on the YouTube music awards you know what i mean like yeah it, it was hovering around 160,000 that whole time but that could have been you know every 20 minutes could have been a different 160,000 people you know just losing audience members and regaining them kind of like uh you know like rate like like radio i don't know how nielsen does it um because i think we're, we're talking about nielsen ratings and i know they've gotten more sophisticated in the last you know six or seven years or so um but I actually I don't know. Um, I I would assume that it is for like that ten million. That definitely not people that watched it all the way through. I think they have yeah. a, a marker, like um like YouTube. I think has a marker of like what they count as a, as a view. You know, you don't have to watch the whole thing all the way through. But um, right. 
it's uh, that'd be interesting because uh, you know the number was obviously measuring concurrent users, and I'm sure like over time it was it was you know maybe double or triple that. But even that, you're not even you're not even you know it'd be hard. You know, I I would estimate. You know, total no more than half a million people saw the show on Sunday. Yeah, so I, yeah, I don't know because most of the people, um, like most of the people I know who who watched it who weren't like, are like definitely gonna watch the whole thing and like live tweeting it along with us. Like I talked to people, like a, a few people who were kind of just like casual watchers, and they were like, "Yeah, I thought it was cool. I watched it for about twenty minutes." So like that's somebody who's giving it like a positive a positive review and watched a third like not even a third of the show like how long was the show an hour and a half two hours so yeah yeah so like if they only watched it for 20 minutes like they only got a really small piece of it so i'm curious about that um what Mm -hmm. that means what was the uh what was the twitter activity like uh like during the show i know like for the vmas or whatever like everyone's tweeting about it i I wasn't paying attention to twitter throughout was there was there activity or not nearly what it would be like for the VMAs, that's for sure. Yeah, most of it was people dumping on it, honestly. Well, yeah, of course, but that's the VMAs, too, normally. There's no, it's that. true. It's true. And I, even, like, afterwards... It was quiet. It was even quiet afterwards, like, like I w- at first I was like, oh, well, yeah, but they're going to put these videos out one by one, and, and all those videos are going to get their own individual view counts and stuff, but it's not like Miley Cyrus's performance after the VMAs didn't get its own individual view, view counts after the show and and i guarantee it was more than 150 or uh excuse me uh 1.5 million or whatever you know what i mean it was not like i'm i'm a little disappointed about the showing of these uh of these videos i thought um especially because of how cool some of them are i mean arcade fire can can put out a single with like could put out a youtube video where the where the where the footage is just their album cover and that's going to get half a million views so you know, to have to have a Spike Jones directed music video show up in the database, and it's not like people shitting themselves to see it. Which I don't know why someone would do that. Uh, it just I am I am a little disappointed by the numbers. But like I, I think it was Hero Mirai who tweeted this. Like he tweeted that he he's like I'm enjoying this, but I'm trying to figure out who the target audience is. Mm. And that's an interesting question. Like, who is who is the target audience for that show? What age group? What demographic? What what you know person? Who were they trying to reach specifically? Like the VMAs, I think have has always been kind of MTV in general has got its target age group has always had its target age group, and I think that that maintains. You know, it's still like teenagers and and you know early or people in their early 20s you know what i mean they're that's who they've always been after and the vmas continue to reflect that you know i don't think i don't think reggie watts and jason schwartzman uh appealed to like a 17 year old high school girl and so yeah i mean no matter what this like the whole production looked like a, a brooklyn warehouse art piece Mm-hmm. That it, it it all just had like a washed out look to it, um, and it was you know nobody you know, Mika Brzezinski doesn't want to talk about Jason Schwartzman and you know Reggie <laughs> Watts, who I'm sure she's never heard of Reggie Watts before. You know she, she doesn't want to recap the fact that you know Arcade Fire you know 
uh, had some other person she's never heard of dancing around, you know, on a live music video on some weird YouTube thing the night before. I mean, it's a hard sell, but I think that they need to make some production changes if they're going to do this again. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of production sure. changes. And yeah. The so, most popular music videos of the week. Oh, no. Yeah, well, a lot of them in our, our list. I think I think we already have, like, a framework to talk about a lot of these because um, I'm seeing a lot of repeat. Well, we, we already talked about a few of them. Um, and I'll, well, I'll we just, talk, did you guys watch the One Direction video? There was a huge, massively popular video this week, 20 million views in a couple of days for One Direction, which is pretty massive. That was as much as Britney Spears and Rihanna's video put together a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's, it was a weird week because it was like the number one video is the number one video by like nineteen million views. Um, yeah, by by ten times. Yeah, so we should talk about it. Was directed by Ben Ben Winston, and uh, "Story of My Life" is one of those. Um, uh, it's a sentimental song, and the video is very sentimental. And it's like uh, it's them, it's them in a like do old fashioned photo lab stuff in a photo lab, um, and. Uh, developing pictures and they they are in the pictures and it's uh it's definitely you know they just did that they just did that best song ever deal which was you know like a funnier video and now here's here comes here comes the the serious side and that was also directed by ben winston that best song ever video it was yeah Uh, yeah this and let's not forget they all look super super handsome Mm. handsome do do you agree they look super handsome yeah they're handsome guys Who's your favorite? Uh, I'm not on a first name basis, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, you don't you know, even know Harry. You don't know Harry Styles. I've heard the name, but I couldn't pick him out of the uh, out of the he's litter. The, he's if I the had super to. handsome one. He's the extra handsome one. I I um no, there's no V-necks. None of them have V-necks on, which is confusing to me. One guy has no, but the guy the guy on the left has a pretty pretty swooping low U-neck going on. It doesn't have a collar. Yeah, I was going to say that's a wide scooped V neck. You gotta have a, you gotta have your you gotta have toned, toned shoulders to pull that one off. Um, but and one of them and one of the guys is rocking and like the they do a little bit of a Mumford and Sons thing fashion wise for some of them. But um, suspenders, the vest, mm, yeah, yeah, and then the, yeah, and the vest is definitely a Mumford and Sons type thing. But I thought this was, I mean, this is kind of a good move. I mean, this is a quiet week and um, a quiet time for music videos and. If and honestly, One Direction has not been like piercing the top, you know, the, like the the view counts lately in terms of like explosive view counts. So this is, uh, uh, I mean, the other one um, that they did, the best song ever, has 151 million views, but it wasn't like it wasn't like it got like the f- like 20 million in the first week. This was this was a really big hit for them. Yeah, it's a pretty it's a big video. I think they're still like they're still probably the the biggest like boy band out i think like if if they put out a video and beaver put out a video on the same <clears throat> the same day one direction would would have more views oh yeah beaver i mean well it's been a bit of a um it's a tough week yeah, for just yeah. well it's been a tough week for canadians in general would you agree adam yeah i'd agree uh, it's pretty pretty yeah, did show. you have a tough week adam how was your week no mine was fine mine was good good so i sometimes <laughs> click over to huffington post canada just to see what's going on, and like I did it today, and it was like wall to wall, wall uh, Rob Ford, Justin Bieber, 
videos. <laughs> oh, it was a tough week for yeah. Rob Ford. You know, <laughs> oh, I, I honestly, though, I know all about the Ford stuff, but I, I missed the Bieber stuff. What's going on with Bieber? He, he got caught with some, some, some prostitutes. Oh, yes, which I is did. A, a Brazilian prostitute. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I did catch that. Uh, so what did she, she filmed him, right? He was sleeping after having sex with this, a prostitute and she filmed him. I, I think that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. And, but she's, you know, like, like I guess any person would, would be, um, if they have Justin Bieber sleeping in their bed, why not pull your, your phone and do a little selfie? But, um, the real question that I have is, you know, music videos and one of our videos in the top 10 reflects this a little bit, um, Music videos sometimes like to tie in the pop culture things, and I'm I'm really interested to see when we're going to see the first instance of like a Rob Ford parody in a music video. And I'm hoping like in two weeks we're going to start seeing that. <laughs> maybe it'll maybe it'll be a Patrice Wilson video. Is no, that I don't know. That's see that's and you're you're referring to a what is it A B C D E F G? I am. Um, which bizarrely. It, this was a dumb song. It was not nearly as good as Chinese food, and uh, it, it it has two hundred eighty three k. I think I think with, the, with this one they were just like, let's 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 see how fucking dumb we can be, <laughs> and get away with it. Let's see how senseless and and dumb. And then the the concept of the video. Did you guys watch it? Where the, it's just like a Patrice Wilson, either regular Patrice Wilson or a Patrice Wilson puppet, just like pouring different types of potion or, or poison that, well it's like spiking 11 year old girls <laughs> drinks in what appears to be a club with different potions <laughs> really <laughs> that is and just, then, oh. and the end, she eats her friend she like her friend turns into a plate of chinese food and she eats the egg roll so her she, um Patrice Wilson is just a, he is a, a rock star bad decision making. And this video is just full of it. It is just so weird. Rock, he's yeah. a rock star of bad decision making. And parents continue to give him their 11 year olds to, ma- to make bad decisions for. It's like, oh, you're a, you're a crazy person who makes <laughs> videos. Here's my child. Fuck their life up for me, please. And here's, here's gobs of money to do it. Uh, Rebecca Black landed on her feet, though. You gotta admit that. Um, we did also have a Declan White Bloom video this week, which I was excited about. Um, and this one is a tie-in. Does anybody know the movie this is a tie-in for? This is Demi Lovato. I think Let it's it go. Frozen, right? Is it called Frozen? Frozen? Yeah. Maybe. Frozen. Maybe. Maybe. Actually, yeah, I was. Disney's Frozen, November twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. November twenty seventh. Frozen. See it in theaters. I might go see it in theaters. I probably will too. Yeah, you guys that. definitely should. Neither of you have seen Gravity, but you guys will definitely. I see have Frozen. seen Gravity. I have oh, seen Gravity. Good. I have seen it last seen. week. Did you see it in three D? I did. It was mind blowing. It was, it was excellent. Fucking, Loved fucking, it. Fucking mind blowing. Um, yeah. All well, if you guys want to know about mind blowing, I'm going to see the stage production of Elf in another <laughs> oh, week. Dude, I've seen it. I've seen it. I saw it in fucking New York. No oh, way. How, how bad is it? I mean, it was the like, worst. Is this Will Ferrell, was, like Will Ferrell's elf? No, of course. I mean, yes, that's the story. But they, it's just like this big fucking fat asshole playing playing elf. And when I saw it, when I saw it, Santa was played by Newman. Santa uh, was. Oh no! Well, Newman. that's a, I, it was, 
It was off. It's all you're gonna hate it. You're gonna hate it. Oh, I can't wait to hear you talk about it. Um, I, and I even hate like I hate these sort of this sort of idea of, of like we haven't like this thing is popular. Let's squeeze some stuff out of it. Let's make it into a, a video game. And I hate the the idea of like a a play being just like another outlet for like squeezing cash out of stuff so they're like let's make That's this movie into a and into a, a play it makes no sense i even hated the i saw the lion king broadway um thing like 10 years ago uh, and i even hated it for that reason as well at least at least that like at least that is its own thing like like it, it's it's like a spectacle like the way that they made those costumes and stuff i mean people ate that shit up like this is just a fucking a fucking fat guy doing a Will Ferrell impression. I mean, that's all it is. That's that is all it is. Uh, um, uh, my ex girlfriend loved it, but uh, it was it was so bad. Uh, it was so bad. Oh, I can't I, I wait like to see. Like I, I like to see something that is definitely not intended for the, an adaptation to a Broadway play, like something like the Evil Dead one. To me, I, I'm interested in that because it shouldn't. It shouldn't happen, and it and yeah. they've done it. They've made it into like. Is, have you guys seen that one? Is that like? A, no, I didn't know. No, they I did wonder that. what that. That would be awesome. Just, that sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds I don't. Maybe awesome. that's a Canadian thing. Maybe it's just some guy's basement and you need to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, even like the Spider-Man <laughs> turn off the turn off the dark, and it's just like this. We can't have we we can't have nice things anymore because of this this obsession with just going over the same shit all o- over and over again like the the idea that we we need to make a, a fucking broadway play out of billy joel's song so we don't <laughs> we don't need to do that we but need think about elf elf is not like a like hilarious story or like i mean it's a classic movie because of fucking will ferrell being will ferrell like it's not like you can put you can't put anybody else in that movie and it's good. Nobody else can be good in that movie. Like next on the list was Martin Short, and it would have been awful. And I don't know if that's true. Um, um, so well, I, don't, I don't get it. I it's just like it. we can't have we can't have any nice Andrew Lloyd Webber stuff anymore. We can't have any nice Broadway plays anymore because people want to go and see fucking all the movies they already saw. But in you know, but the Broadway theater version, it's um, it pisses. Yeah, not, I, not that I like Broadway plays at all, but you know, like th- you know, thank God for stuff like Book of Mormon and you know, original stuff that's coming around. Yeah, Book of Mormon was really good. That's that. On the other hand, was spectacular. Another one I saw. This one is probably one that you'd hate. Adam is Motown. So mm. Motown play. It's just fucking people like Diane Ross impersonations. So like Jersey so, Boys. It's kind of like Jersey Boys. Yeah. yeah. My dad loved it because, you know, he was that age. I don't know. Fuck it. Well, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about fucking music videos, you guys. Well, let's talk about some ones we liked. Well, I, I liked like, the Demi Lovato Let It Go one. Um, I thought that... Oh, you know, I, 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 I actually like... And I'm okay. actually working on... Even with the clips? Yeah. Um, I, I'm actually building a feature into the site using um, the movie DB. I have a developer account with them. IMDb famously does not have an API, um, which we would use to pull in information. But I'm trying to work on a feature where we like tie it to a movie because I think that I don't know. I have no problem with the um, with the movie clips 
in videos. And I think it, it definitely like helps highlight the nature of the, you know, the commercial aspect of a, of a, of a music video. And it definitely also helps, you know, movies don't, movies are big business and so they don't hang around with stuff like stuff that sucks. You know, they, they, they yeah. don't tie themselves to, there's no, there's no like fucking like independent short film that has clips from, you know, frozen in it, you know? So it, 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 it it's a promotion piece because people watch it. And I think having, you know, not every music video, I think needs to have clips or a movie in it, but I, I don't, I don't mind having, you know, uh, you know, one or two a week that are movie tie-ins. I think it's, it's, it's sure. good for the industry. Yeah. Um, and they, and they heat up, they heat up around this time with the win with the Christmas style movies and they heat up obviously before the summer with the summer movies. But, um, but yeah, it was uh no, no I I agree. I think it works. I I like it um yeah, I like it better when they try to at least fit it into the narrative a little bit. Like do you remember the Baddest Man Alive music video with um Black Keys and the RZA directed by Chris Mars Polero? Oh, that was yeah, a good video. Was a good one. Yeah, yeah, now that's tied tied in a little bit with uh and they've just got the film playing on the TV in the background. So, I like that. I like that better. It's a great video. Uh all right, let's talk about the ones we liked. Let's talk about um, what was your favorite video this week, uh, ASAP? Oh, I'm going first. Yeah, well, I gotta find it. I gotta. I I um. I kind of. All right, Alexander. Right oh, favorite of the week. Um, it is what the heck is it called? Fragments. It of was. Self? Yes, that's the one. How did you know? I was a guess. I probably shared it ten times to Facebook. <laughs> On Facebook, yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, it's no, a great that video. Was definitely, that was definitely the one. Um, so, uh, like, uh, I had I had seen Adam wrote something about it somewhere. I think it was Google Plus, but he pretty much hit it right on the head. This is more of a of a visualization than it is uh, an actual music video. It's not uh, doesn't have narrative. It's just basically cool visuals that. Uh, accompany the music and in this case really well um I've, I've seen lots of videos like this but i think the way that they've divided the the two the video into two kind of different segments uh and the song is kind of divided that way as well it's, it's sort of a an electronic or what they call an idm track so it's got the uh the skittery kind of broken break like uh break beat kind of uh something like an Aphex Twin uh, type sound. So there's two parts of the song. One is like a, a nicely played piano um, sequence, and then they have the all the drums and the percussion that comes in later. So the video is div- divided as well. So the first part that accompanies the piano is like these cloudy kind of... Uh, it's an effect I'd seen before, but it works really well in the context of the, the video. So it's kind of like... Uh, different liquids being injected into one another and creating like cloud-like effects. And then once the percussion comes in, we get these cool kind of gyrus, gyrating circular shape type effects that match the beat really well. And uh, I just thought it had a, a really cool kind of way of bringing everything together into one thing. And for some people probably making this music uh, a little bit more tolerable. I don't think that that type of a genre music is uh, widely appealing, but with the visual, I think more people would be able to appreciate it. So yeah, that one was awesome. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was a, uh, sorry, go ahead, Doug. Well, I was just going to say that it was really jarring. Like this, 
the 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 second part of it the uh, like the the middle portion with like all of that like data moshing style sound I almost felt like I wasn't sure if it was actually part of the song or if it was just like ad- additional audio that they put in to kind of go with the imaging and and that, that kind of speaks to like how well the images they chose go with the music because it is really like jarring music and so um yeah, it was really yeah it was really really uh yeah I really enjoyed this one as well uh, and it should be noted that um this kind of visual music is actually kind of a, a interesting subgenre of not of music videos but of you know visual um art in general there's a site that I'll link to in the on the show page um imvdb.com slash podcast uh called the visual music archive.org I don't know if you, ever, you guys have ever checked this site out it is um a site about you know sometimes they touch on music videos but a lot of it is like the kind of art installation side of um, you know, audio, like, they, a lot of, they refer to them as kind of kinetic images a lot. And uh, it definitely, you know, uh, th- this video definitely shares a lot of those same, uh, you know, you know, pieces with a lot of these, these items. You know, they'll definitely talk about, you know, like Michelle Gondry and, and, you know, kind of your, your more typical music videos, but they've got some pretty crazy stuff on here. So definitely take a look. Douglas Klinger. Ooh, it's my turn. All right. Um, my favorite of the week came out today. Um, and it's directed by David N. Hellman, and it is Spurs Asphyxiated. Uh, did you guys watch this video? You got to say that again because I think it cut out. Fucking stupid ass internet. Why'd you guys break the internet? My favorite video of the week was directed by David M. Hellman. It is by Moores, and the song is Asphyxiated. Um, did you guys watch this video? I did. I did as well. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of a, a darker, kind of moody uh, music video. I used the word moody today to describe it on Facebook and Twitter. Um, I found myself kind of drawn to these videos that kind of establish um, like these feelings um, and like in like within the world of the video that um, that kind of carry throughout and, and it's it, it does a great job of like just capturing like this really spooky kind of vibe and, and it's like uncomfortable vibe and and um, more is uh, in the video I just des- uh, described it as being very stoic he seems to kind of just be like accepting the, the world around him he doesn't seem too high or too low at, at points he's kind of submerged underwater and, and there's the in the in the audio track that uh in the song there's like heavy breathing and that kind of thing but he doesn't he's not very like struggling similar to the way justin timberlake plays the being dragged behind the car in last week's ryan reichenfeld directed tko very stoic demeanor and um you know as he as morris performs the song he's kind of looking he doesn't look in the camera. He's kind of looking off into the distance in other directions, and and um, yeah, just a really interesting, well-made video, and, and I I really enjoyed it this week. David M. Hellman is a is a great director. I'm always excited to see um, when one of his videos comes out. Yeah, he he's he's really kind of starting to establish um, like a like a like a voice that that's pretty recognizable and. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a huge fan of David's for sure, for sure. So mine uh, of the week, I, I I had a hard time picking mine because I thought there was 
um, of the top ones, I didn't I didn't see really one of the the top ones. Um, but once you got to like twenty or like you know past the first few pages of the charts, um, there's some really interesting stuff. Um, and the one that I eventually ended up going with is uh, Tao and the Get Down Stay Down, Feeling Kind. Feeling Kind is a song, and. Um, <clears throat> This video is uh, just one of those videos that, on paper, doesn't seem very interesting, but the the concept and execution of it, just because of the people in the video and just the just the overall style, just make it really fun and interesting to watch. Um, basically, it takes place, you know, on a bridge, and these people are going back and forth. And I what I assume is Tao is the is the lead singer woman. Um, is is kind of in the foreground for most of it and it's really difficult to describe there's all sorts of really kind of weird elements to it um and um you know it's one of those videos that comes out this time of the year that kind of gets buried a little bit i think we have the stereo gum in bed from from vimeo um and it's only got like five and a half thousand views um it came out a few few days ago so it's a little got a little bit buried and everything but um as i was going through a few hours to go to kind of narrow down my final choice i just really enjoyed this video the other one that was uh runner runner up for me um i just wanted to mention because uh it has michael k schmidt in it and that is uh oh come on where is it i think it's called uh oh here it is here it is here it is Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm gonna search Michael Kishmit on on this. I, I, I saw the email and I, re, and I and you responded to it. Well, I already so had I, it in the database before before that. Um, Schmidt. Uh, so Michael Kishmit is of uh, Tim and Eric fame, uh, and also of Filmed Insert Takes LA fame. Filmed Insert Takes LA fame, definitely. God, something's wrong with my um, the way I've got everything ordered here for today or in, in the in the database uh, anyway i can't remember the oh frosted tips that's the name of it, frosted tips oh excellent one yeah that's a good choice <clears throat> where it's going down the windows and yeah. um by caliphone and it's directed by right. uh jared varava um and um, Michael Q. Schmidt plays a guy, of course, and like a, a a wife beater who's jacking off in one of the windows. But it is uh, it's it's one of those those kind of concept videos where it has a concept and goes with it. And the concept is this this potted plant is falling down, and as it as it falls, you know, you see different things happening in these different windows of this. this big well, and building. it's the guy that jumped too, right? Like, right, the guy that jumped, yeah, and the potted plant. Yeah, and that's important. I think that is important. Sorry, yeah. the guy jumps and the and the yeah. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I thought that was a really a, a really great video, and one that didn't get a lot of uh, as much attention, I think, as it deserved this week. Um, and uh, Michael Q. Schmidt, uh, like I said, is Tim, of Tim and Eric fame. He played Winter, Winter Man and a few uh, Razor Roof guy, and uh, he's always he's always good about letting us know when he's in music videos, which is great because um, he's he's been in some re- like really really good music videos, um, and he's sort of usually cast as kind of a uh, uh, a large slovenly guy. Um, they usually like to have him take his shirt off and uh, sit at a. What was he? He was in that Robbie Starbuck video where he was. Um, he's like at a big table with all sorts of food, and they they. I guess the direction uh, they gave him was uh, was just like eat all this food, and he's like 
stuffing chicken wings and stuff in his face. Anyway, oh yeah, Michael, <laughs> Michael Q. Schmidt added himself to this video as Horny Man in Window. So we'll go with that. Um, so there we go. That was a that was that was good. It was there's always there's always gold in the mountains when you go through the list. Um, it's amazing how many unbelievable music videos come out that only get like a few thousand views. You know? Yeah, it's really unfortunate actually like i mean i'm sure like they eventually come around and, and that kind of thing but it is um it is weird that uh that's how they do they just slide under the radar um but you know they go on they live on in the database so that's that's awesome. inspiring yeah <laughs> we provide um, inspiration <laughs> and so i guess i'll leave you with the headline on HuffPost canada uh that's a quote uh, the main headline, you know, Huffington Post always says the top the one. It says, Robbie is not a drug addict. So, good luck with that, Toronto. Um, so, I guess uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week. Um, follow us on the Twitters, the Facebooks, um, the Pinterest, because we have some great macro, uh, crochet um, music video crafts for you to try. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely uh, impress all your friends this holiday season with all our music video crafts. And um, there we go. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week.